What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Well That's Good podcast. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Y'all, I'm so excited for today. This is the second time Ellie Holcomb is coming on the podcast. The first time was just absolutely incredible and I was so surprised because I mean I love her from afar but sometimes when it's the first time you meet someone over a podcast it can be an awkward first meeting but man we just clicked from the start and that's been one of my (laughs) favorite podcasts today not kidding would not say that if I didn't mean it. I was actually looking back at that podcast and it even got uh, more listens than most of our podcasts. And I think it was because just such an organic um, storytelling moment uh, from your heart and what your story is. And so I'm so grateful to have you back on the podcast. I know so many other people are too. We have so many fun things to talk about. And so welcome back. Thank you, girl. It's so good to be here. I love that conversation too. You know, you do, you end up doing a lot of these as an artist and I will never forget that conversation we had. I loved it so much. It was so good. It was like, it was really fun. It's one of those things where you prepare for a podcast, but it's the best when it takes a completely different direction. And there were so many things I didn't even know to prepare for about your story that you just openly shared and so many girls related to it. It was just awesome. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that one as well. Well, um, but I just want, okay, so typically I ask people the best piece of advice, but we already got your best piece of advice. So I want to ask you a little update because when we talked last time, your album Canyon had just came out, incredible album. So first I just want to talk about like, where's that at now? I know it's crazy to like put out something so massive and then just like move on with life. Like as, you know, as if, okay, on to the next thing, but that's still a huge part of what God did in your life. And so what do you feel like God's still teaching you through that? And I also saw that one of the songs is up for a Grammy consideration. Is that that right? So that's crazy. So I just want to hear an update on all of that. Yeah. Thanks for asking, girl. It has been, um, I think the most amazing thing about being one of the most amazing things about being a musician and, and you know, this, anything that you do, any, a creative, I'll say a creative because that's my experience as a musician. But if you're writing, if you're, um, even if you're speaking, say to you do this all the time, you're speaking or you're sending out a podcast, you do you send it out. You kind of birth it. You yeah. have the conversation. You do the event. You speak, um, or you send out the record and the song, and then it's just out in the wild. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. oh my goodness. So I think for me, um, the stories. I was just at uh, the silos at Celebration with Chip and Joanna Gaines cool. down in Waco, and I was walking with my kids um, through that little market that they do, and I. I was in tears by the Mm -hmm. time we've walked this little one block section. We were playing a show that night. So there were a good amount of our fans there, but we got stopped. I I don't know, maybe 35 times by different people. And here's what's amazing to me, Sadie. I just, I cannot get over. I love the way that songs um, connect our stories to each other and then connect our stories to the story of God that he's writing. And so I heard story after story after story, people just crying, saying this song, Constellations, or I Will Carry You Carried Me Through 
the season of inf infertility wow. or um, my wow. daughter has been suffering through a deep, deep, long season of wow. depression. And Canyon reminded her that even in the lowest place, um, that God's love runs deeper. Wow. And so I, I wow. my kids were with me and they were kind of like, you know, we were yeah. supposed to go to their favorite bookshop. And so they're like, okay, <laughs> another person stopping us. But it was so, so I stopped and just checked in with them. I was like, guys, that took, you know, about an hour. It should have taken us like 15 minutes to walk that little block. I was like, but I just want to tell you, tears were coming down my face. And I just said, I just want you to know one of the things that God has called mommy to do is make songs and they, and then he uses wow. those songs and weaves into people's stories. And he's always alive and always working. And what you just heard about 35 different people say is evidence of a God who is always moving, cool. who is always meeting us in the, in the deepest places of pain. And I know that that feels impatient and that's a hard thing for you to wait for mama, but I just want to encourage you to ask God to give you patience. Yeah. And then also maybe just to, to pray for those people who are awesome. coming to share their stories and awesome. maybe they haven't ever had a little kid pray for them before. And so yeah. I think for me, it, the most beautiful part of Canyon has been hearing the stories really that God cool. has been writing. I'm just so grateful. And then it's that same thing. I'm sure you get this all the time, Sadie, but you know, when we are brave enough to go first, mm -hmm. you know, that C.S. Lewis says the, the beginning of true friendship is me too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. when you're brave enough to say, this was hard for me, or I struggled yeah. here, or I need help believing this God, when you're brave enough to say that first, I think for me that the astounding thing about Canyon has been that the echo and echoes and echoes yeah. of me too. It's and cool. then the stories that I hear back, it's like a, it's a um, generative communal wow. situation. It's not just, Oh, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to sing over you. These stories are encouraging me and yeah. reminding me once again, that God is who he says he is. That's so powerful. That is so cool. When you hear a song, I mean, we've all had this moment when you hear a song and it's like, it's like, I could have written that because that's exactly what I'm going through, except I can't write yeah. that because I'm not gifted in that way. You're like so grateful for the songwriter who wrote it and you do that so well. And that really is so cool. And I'm so glad that you're even teaching your kids that about just the beauty of what you do and letting people speak in and giving them the time to share their story. Because I remember there was a time in my life where, you know, used to, I was kind of known for like Doug Dynasty, Dancing with the Stars, and it was very like television um celebrity kind of thing and then I started shifting into ministry and everything I started to do like it really mattered to me it was really important to me and I started mm. getting really annoyed whenever people would come up to me and just want to take a selfie because I was just like what is that mm. like what does that even do for you what is that like we didn't even connect did, did I even catch your name like that that was not even like a real moment you know and mm. you're gonna take you know a, a glimpse of maybe meeting me but we didn't actually have like a connection that maybe could have like lasted longer than a picture kind of thing and so it just started yeah. kind of bothering me and um then there was one night where I was hosting an event and it was one of those things where this long line um ended up being right after I spoke and I was wanting to talk to people and so the first person was like I just want a selfie, took a selfie. Then the next person's like sharing the deepest struggle of their life with me and how whatever I said really connected and she's crying. And the next person's like, can we take a selfie? And then the next person, and it was just like over. And I, and I was 
going from like high to low to high to low. And I literally was like smiling and I'm like crying and I'm smiling. And I was like, so this is so weird. And so finally I like backed up and like looked at the line. I was like, hey girls, like I am so excited to hear about your stories. I'm so excited to meet you. I said, if you just want a selfie, can you come get in this line? And if you want to chat a little bit longer, stay in this line. And you'd be surprised how many people literally were just, I just want a selfie. Came, got a selfie, left. And then how many people were like, no, I actually want to talk. And I mean, we had so many crazy connections. But I say that to say there is just something so uh, important and so rich about actually connecting to people with a story that's similar. And um, I love when people come up to me in the airport, come up to me at the beach or wherever I am, and they say like, hey, what you said on the podcast this day, what you wrote in your book, um, instead of just having this, you know, small moment of a selfie, I just think it's so powerful. So I think it's cool that you're teaching your kids like really why you're doing what you're doing and appreciate when you get um, the feedback of like, whoa, what I'm doing is moving people. It's working. I'm doing what God called me to do. So I think- That's right. Well, and that they're a part of that too because they're in our family and there's a cost. There's a cost to that. You know, we're leaving, whatever. There's a cost to any any work that you're doing. Yeah. Take something from you. And so it is such a- Anyway, I love, I love that you did that, that you separated the two lines. And I remember when I was first, um, touring, we were playing. I mean, when we first started, Sadie, we were, <laughs> Drew and I were like in a Volvo station wagon playing community college lunchrooms at 12 o'clock. And then, I mean, it was not great. It was not a good scene. People would like look at us, you know, they were paying us, the college was paying us to be there, but they didn't announce it or anything. So people would be like, what are these musicians doing in our lunchroom? So they would like roll their eyes, put their headphones back on while we were no, it was really, really That's a humble beginning, very humble beginnings. <laughs> and so I, you know, you're just like, this is kind of soul sucking. God, is this really what you want me to be doing? Yeah. And I met a friend of mine. Her, her name is Jennifer Daniels. I don't even know. I haven't seen her in forever. She was just like a fellow, you know, troubadour, like musician yeah. beginning levels. And, um, she said, how are y'all doing? And I was like, honestly, it's kind of rough. Like I, I don't, I don't, it, it's paying our bills, but it, I don't feel a whole lot of purpose in this. And she goes, I know what you mean. Cause she did those NACA. Anyway, there, it's a whole circuit of shows that you do. She goes, I feel you. She was like, you know, sometimes when I'm in that situation, in that very humbling situation, I think maybe God has brought me here just to pray for the people who are around me. Wow. Like, and I don't That's even cool. have to do that out loud, but it shifted it shifted what a stage was for, for me. It's cool. I just was yeah. like, okay, okay. So even That's if these great. people are just coming to get a selfie because they love my music and they don't want to have a conversation and maybe they are not even yeah. on anywhere of the same playing field of faith or yeah. whatever. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. 
KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash sadie rob summer that's 20 percent off your summer adventure at kiwico k-i-w-i-c-o.com slash sadie rob summer Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Maybe I'm interacting them with them to just be like, 
I don't even know this person's name, God, but like the sound of music saying, God bless. What's his name? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to lift you up to the light and pray that God, you know, that's cool. In whatever circumstance we're in, every interaction, every interaction can be, um, an opportunity to bless someone. Every interaction can be an opportunity to lift them up. And so I love that. That's a great way to say it. And, you know, I will say whenever I was younger, it did bother me in those moments because I was trying to do something bigger than me. And I felt like when it was just about me, I was like, Oh, but, but do like, do you not see what God's doing? It's bigger than me. I, I don't even want that, you know, but I feel like as I've kind of matured a little bit over the years, I've realized that, you know, it, it's not about me and I know it's not about me. And just because mm. in one moment it's a selfie, that doesn't mean it's making it about me because I believe that even if that leads somebody to tap on my Instagram because they tagged me, maybe they're going to see a message that, you know, inspires them that day. Or maybe they're going to see mm-hmm. a godly family who loves each other that they haven't seen love each other in that way before. And so, I think, you know, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself as I was younger for those moments to really matter. And I just have Mm. to believe that like every moment matters and it's not on me to like create those moments, like God's moving in all of them. And so I'm really (laughs) glad you said that because it's really true. Like, I think that was a, um, you know, when you're younger and you're trying to figure things out and you're trying to do something that matters, you can put so much pressure on yourself to do everything the right way. But there's so much grace for the journey. And thank God, thank God, (laughs) which I actually want to ask you about the journey, because for you, one thing that I think is really inspiring about your story is you are a musician. You've kind of always been a creative person. We talked about it last time. You're writing songs, you're going on the road. And there was a moment that you were like, okay, I'm going to have to step back and just like be a mom for a little while. And now you're back and like, you're being a mom and you're doing music. And so talk to me about how like, there's a season for everything because I think yeah. a lot of people get really stressed about like having to do everything like right here, right now. Um, but I'm starting to learn that just becoming a mom now expecting baby number two, there really is a season for everything. And there's a season to like grind and go and get it all started and then to take Ooh. back and be a mom and be the, the wife that I'm called to be and be that. But then there's a time to go back and all the things. So talk to me about when you know it's time and how to just trust the seasons that you're in. Oh, that's such a great, it's such a great question, Sadie. And it's still, you know, it's so beautiful. I'm, I just turned 40 this year. I've been married 16 years. We've got three little kids. My husband does music. I do music. We do it together. So we are like balancing a lot. There's a lot on our calendar. There's a lot, like our lives are very full and I'm so grateful for that. But this is still something um, that I, we are constantly coming with open hands. I'm coming with open hands and getting on my face before God and saying, what do I need to hold on to? What do I need to let go of? Mm-hmm. Give me wisdom, spirit to lead me. And so there have been, that's exactly right. There are just different seasons and it has looked different for us in every single season. And my friend, Jill Gullihorn, she's an artist. Her husband's an artist as well. Both amazing people. I was just thinking about this with her because when I first started doing music, my very first tour, I was on the road with Andrew Peterson and we were on a bus together and I was just like, how do you balance being a mom and being a musician, I'm feeling God call me into this and I feel so scared. Like, I don't want to, 
I don't know. I just, and so she was just like, you know, she was like, as you're learning, she said, I think it's um, less about saying, these are all my boundaries and these are all my fences, but more really being willing to pay attention to how you're doing, to how your kids are doing, to how your husband's doing. And then when it feels, when you look around and you go, Oh, we are not okay. Like this feels like too much. She said the really important thing is, is, are you willing to take a step back and to say, okay, God, what Mm -hmm. do I need to let go of? And so that we are in a constant, you know, sort of dance of saying, Drew and I take every year in January, we call it a, a, did we talk about this? I can't remember if I mentioned it on our last conversation, but every January we take a state of the union trip and oh, it's like cool. the state of our union. That's cool. <laughs> and so I like it that. Is, it's been amazing. And honestly, speaking of seasons, you know, some years that's been like to the Dominican Republic or Mexico. And then some years it's like the hotel closest down the street to us because I'm nursing <laughs> yep. a baby, you know? So it has been, um, there's been different ways that we've done that. And sometimes it's a day, it's like, you know, a, a day and a half. And sometimes it's, you know, five days or whatever, yeah. but it has been such a beautiful thing, um, to really, there's so much in scripture. There's, there's a time and a season for everything. Um, right. with liturgy, there's a rhythm with every day, Sadie, we have, there's a rhythm of the day. And so I do think that God is a God of order. Yeah. Um, and so there is such there, it has been such a gift for us to really take a step back every year. And then now we're starting to do it every month with our management team as our family gets busier and they have all their things going on every month. We're saying, okay, what does this month look like? And what does our family need? And what does work need? And how can we make those balances? you know, doing this, but, um, that state of the union trip, we look back at the last year and then we look ahead and, and really pray, ask for vision, say, this did not work at all for us to, to both be on tour at the same time. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, now we know what not to do. Yeah, God gives us wisdom and how to do this better. So. That's good. I love that so much because I, I do think I had a conversation with a friend last night where at our Friendsgiving party and me and this girl and her boyfriend just get in this conversation and we're sitting there for 45 minutes, just locked in. And we're talking about He's, you know, a junior in college and he was just super stressed about just uh, what does God have for him? What he doesn't want to make the wrong decision. He could I go this way or could I go that way? And they're both good options. But what's the God option? It was this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I just started talking to him about how, you know, because it was it was like a lot of stress around like trying to figure out the will of God is basically what I was kind of hearing him say. And I was just like, you know, I feel like with God's will for our life, there is an obvious like God's will for our life. It's like love the Lord your God, love your heart, soul, mind, street, love your neighbor. So love, yeah, like the Bible, like the word of God, that's the will of, of God for your life. That word is solid. But then there's like, okay, the will of God and what you're talking about of like little like decisions in life of like, what job am I going to have? What? And I was like, I feel like that's not so much um, the will of God for your life that you're going to mess up or you can't mess it up is what I'm saying, unless you're like deliberately walking in sin and walking against God. If you are like 
following the Lord and you're like, hey, I have an opportunity to be an engineer. I have an opportunity to go be a coach. You're not going to mess it up. God's not going to be like, you should have chose the engineer job. Like God gives you like free will and freedom to choose. And Mm. and I said, and you don't know what you don't know. So go try to be the coach if you want. And if it doesn't work out and you're like, actually, this is not fulfilling. This is not the best thing for my family. Then go be the engineer. And it's not that you disobeyed God because you went and were the coach. It's just that it didn't work out and it just wasn't God's best and you you just decided that wasn't good for you. So go do the other one. You didn't mess it up. You're not walking That's in right. sin. So take that pressure and stress off yourself. And so I love how you're saying like, yes, yeah, just breathe. Like you can walk into a season and like when you get to the point where you're like, you know what? This is not working. Then just <laughs> do something different, you know, back up, back yeah. up. talk to your spouse, talk to the Lord reroute just a little bit. And gosh, when you think about it like that, take so much stress and so much pressure off of your plate that God never intended to place on you. You know, I think sometimes like church lingo like puts that on you, but that is not the heart of God for you. Um, I always think about when Paul, you know, was wanting to go into Jerusalem and God, the spirit of God actually says, don't go to Jerusalem. And Paul's like, I am going to Jerusalem. I'm preaching your word. (laughs) And like, yeah, like he did it. And like, it was hard and a lot of hard things happen. But Paul was just like, no, like, this is what I'm doing, God. Like, come with me. I'm preaching the word. I'm doing it for you. And so there might be something that might not be the best thing. And God might be like, hey, but at the same time, when your heart's in your pure place, your heart's in the right place, like I said, you don't know what you don't know. So walking into those seasons and just being like, okay, God, you direct me. If it's not right, I'll lay it down. I love how you said that. Will you be willing when, you know, it's time to step away? That's such a good just like guideline for your heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. And, and honestly, that, exactly what you're saying, um, there, there is so, the pressure's off. There's yeah. an, a, I think it's a, is it an Amanda Cook song? There's she's like singing at the piano, and then she just like kind of hits a note, and she goes, "You can hear her breathe." Mm. She's like, oh, "The pressure's off. Wow, pressure's off. he's he has got you. It's powerful. He's got you." And I think um, so often that like discerning, what does God have for my life? What does God have for my life? There are on the days when I get myself in a situation where I'm like, this is the way, this is what we're doing. This we're going. And I get into it. And I'm, I mean, we've been in a season this fall, Sadie, where we, we are like, we have said yes to way too many things. <laughs> like even activities for our kids. It's just like, we are maxed out. I'm looking around yeah. and everybody's kind of glitching and I'm like, okay, so we gotta, so, but we're also have committed to these things. So yeah. we're still in the season where I'm like, Oh, this is, this is too much. So, so when I get in that situation, what I've been doing and doing this with my children too is, do you remember that song? This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be God in it. And to know that whatever day you're in, whether it is full of stress and unanticipated whatever yeah sorrow or news or if it's just like you're feeling like i am on it i've got everything <laughs> done every day is a gift every breath is a gift and and we do not take one step alone yeah we don't take one step alone and so i i think more and more 
I'm learning to ask him and to check in with myself. Yeah. Like when, especially when I get all frazzled, I'm like, Hey, just instead of being like, stop being frazzled, you're supposed to have peace and you're supposed to rejoice <laughs> rather than that to it's just good. say, to stay curious. Like, what is it that I feel so uptight about God? Show yeah. me. And he's so the spirit, he's so kind. Yeah. He has been so kind anytime I need to see something in my heart or when I'm walking in the wrong direction. You know, I think I'm like doing the right thing. He is so kind and so gentle with us to be like, hey, course correct. And that's repentance, right? Like there, there's, there's even, I mean, repentance, a guide, you know, you're going this way. I think of God as like a Sherpa sometimes. The Holy (laughs) Spirit is a guide and it's like, hey, you can go this way, but what if? look, there's actually this little shortcut through here. And so there's a beautiful like give and take of listening and surrender, listening, surrender. It's beautiful. That's been a gift to me. I want to talk to you about, so when you came back to not just being, you know, full mom, but being also a musician and mom and doing your thing full time, do you feel like that changed a little bit of how you did what you did? And I'm getting to your new children's book because I know this is not your only children's book you've written. And I actually read your other one too, Honey, which is so sweet and just beautiful. But you have a new one out called Sounding Joy. But do you think that just coming back into your work after spending some time with your kids, do you think it shaped a lot of what you do? Oh, a hundred percent. I, cool. you know, God tells us to be like kids. He says, let the little children come to me. Um, and there's this story, uh, that I heard recently about a three-year-old, uh, little boy and then a mom who had a newborn. So this is about to be, you know, you're not quite three, honey won't be three, but this is about to be close. the season that you're yes, in. So, so, uh, so the mom, put the little newborn, you know, down in the crib in the nursery and she, she's coming up cleaning for lunch. And all of a sudden she looks around, she can't find her three-year-old mm-hmm. and she's like, Oh, Oh my gosh. And so pan- the first thing she's like, I got to go outside to see if they, you know, I don't want them in the street. But before she runs outside to check, she looks at the monitor and she sees the three-year-old staring over the crib. Oh my gosh. The baby. And she's like, <laughs> Oh no, I don't want him to wake him up. I don't want him to hurt the bed. You know, I don't want him to like, yeah. you know, body slam. Or yeah. whatever. So she was just like runs upstairs. And before she gets into the room, she stops because she hears the three-year-old talking to the newborn oh. and the three-year-old says, quick, tell me what heaven is like again. I'm starting to forget. What? <laughs> so what? So there is this wow. sense that. Kids, John Guerra, who's an artist who I love, singer-songwriter who I love, when his first daughter was born, um, Winslow, I think is her name, he said, Winslow came from where all good things come from. Wow. And there is a sense that it is our work here as we grow up, as we experience wounding and hurt and feeling lost and breaking and making bad decisions, making mistakes, feeling shame. It is our work to remember that we all have a place that we belong. And I think kids are so free Mm -hmm. to be themselves. They just, you know, I look around and I'm like, we could not act like toddlers all the time. (laughs) We would be in trouble. You know, kids are like, I'm so sad. And and God says that we can come to him like children. We can ask 
like children and children will ask for crazy things. They'll be like, you know, just like their imaginations are huge. Huck looked up at this big, tall skyscraper and he said, mom, you know, what's bigger than that skyscraper. So what, buddy, he goes, my imagination Oh my so gosh. big. And so there is I a sense that. of, of doing all of this work, you know, as an adult with kids, remembering one, um, it is really a beautiful thing and a humbling thing as a parent to remember. You just are very aware all of the time that this life is not just my yeah. own. Yeah. Like I'm not here for just me. And as soon as you get pregnant, you start realizing that oh, it's a good sure. nine month, like, you know, like slow ramp. <laughs> oh, up to for life. sure. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so all of this is not just for me. Okay. Yep. Good to know. I knew that before. I know you tell me that, God. I am, this is embodied. This is embodied yep. right now. Oh, for sure. You know? All so, three trimesters, very, yeah, whew. it just prepares you all for In that. In different ways. You're like, it is not about me. And what a beautiful reminder. Absolutely. Um, and so there is a gift of perspective, I think, mm. um, that you get cool. on your life. It's not just about you. This is not just for me. This is for them and then for other people. And then you get to see the whole world again through their eyes. You get to see God again through their eyes. Emmy Lou the other day was telling me something I couldn't hear. And I said, what'd you say, sweet girl? And she goes, oh, I'll tell you when you're younger. And I was like, wait, I was like, okay, so are you just being sassy? Like you're not going to ever tell me. And she was like, no, when you're younger. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, mom, when God comes back and he makes everything new again, I'll tell you then we'll have so much time. Oh and so gosh. I was just like, Abby Lou, wow. I love that. And so love there it. is a sense that, um, you, you sort of get a fresh perspective on God and on his it's heart cool. and on the freedom that we have as his kids to, cool. to come as we are. I'm gosh, grateful for that. I love that so much. I cannot wait for honey to start saying real words because I just know like so much is going to come out of her. We pray for her. Um, just about every night, the same prayer. I mean, we pray for every night, but there's this one prayer that we consistently, I just hear Christian and I say is, God, give her faith to move mountains, and we can't wait to learn from her faith. And I, that comes from just like knowing that, you know, God does say like, be like the little children, like have faith like a child, like childlike faith. And um, I, w- I had so many crazy things that I said to my mom when I was young about heaven and about God and about all these different things. My mom would be like, this is insane. I'm four years old and I'd wake her up in the middle of the night and be like, so what is eternity like? How does it not have an ending and no beginning? And like, like oh, I would wake see. her up and like ask these like deep <laughs> theological questions. I, I one time woke her up and I said, how are we not going to burn up by the sun when we all go up to heaven? And then I go, oh, I forgot he's coming at night. Like, I would just say these, like, one-liners, like, to my mom, and I'm like, I cannot wait for Honey to, to say stuff like that, and I just know it's gonna, I know it's gonna come out of her, because I know, like, I, I mean, I just, I know in, in her dreams and in her time with the Lord, like, I just know He's speaking to her. I just already do. Yes. It's so crazy, and like... He- is. And you're so right. It's like where they just came from. Hearing that three-year-old say that, it like affirms like what my heart believes to be true about about the state she's in, you know? And and for this baby, like it's just the most incredible thing. It's beautiful. Um, I love it so much. It is. And I will say this too. I Like our little three-year-old came in the other day. His tummy was hurting. 
or no, he was itching. He is real sensitive skin. And if he gets tied, that's not all free and clear. It's just like his oh, whole no. body is like, oh, poor no. thing. He just is buddy. like, I'm like, oh, buddy. So he's like, oh, my belly's itching, mom. And so I put, you know, Aquaphor all over him and put him back in bed. He wakes up like an hour later and he's like, mom, I'm still, I so itch. I so itch. I so itch. And I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. I don't think there's anything else that I can do for you. And he goes, oh, okay. So God can't heal me. And I was like, no, no. Oh, he was like, you can't pray. And I was like, I am going to pray right now. <laughs> so I was just like, oh my oh gosh, my I gosh. love you. Wow. Of course God can heal you. You want me to pray for wow. you? Yes, buddy. And in my sleepy, you know, yeah. not even awake state, he's like, so God can't heal me. And I'm like, nope, he can. He and he's can. like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, mom. Yeah. He can. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. I mean, talk about accountability for your faith. He's like, uh, excuse me. Like you tried the aquaphor, but where is your faith, mom? <laughs> you told me this. <laughs> I love that so much. That is so cute. Okay. So I want to talk to you about just the title of it being, um, about joy because your life radiates and screams joy. Like that is so you. And I know you're super passionate mm. about it. And so where does that come from and why? And one thing I want to ask you about too is like you put it in a children's book, but you keep saying like on just even just social media and stuff, it's not just for kids, it's for everybody. And right. I love that. And I find that to be true. When I'm reading Honey, these books, she's like on to the next page, let me see the picture. And I'm like tearing up like, oh my <laughs> gosh, this is how God loves us. Like, this is so beautiful. So I, I get that and I can attest that children's books are not just for the kid they're probably actually even so more for the parent and the season of life that honey's in um but yeah. it's you know teaching her how to turn the page and read in pictures but it's teaching me so much just from the words that these incredible authors have written and you're one of those and so mm. what is it about joy that you want not only kids to learn but also the adults that read the book yeah absolutely so um, the, the title sounding joy, you know, comes from joy to the world. And we, I, I will, the, the whole story of the book for me started when I was nine, nine years old, Sadie, I was invited. I'm in Nashville. I grew up in Nashville. So I got invited to, um, a friend's house. Our family did, and it was a chili carol sing hmm. at their house. And so kids are playing hide and go seek. And then you know, eating chili, whatever. Then everybody gets in this living room and they pass out these little carol books and they pass out instruments to everybody. This is so Nashville. Like they're like ukulele, so drum, shakers, bells, tambourines, and the kids and the grandparents and the parents all had something to make a joyful noise with. And so people start calling out songs and singing cool. and the, the old voices and the young voices are all mingling together. And there was something in my little nine-year-old heart that came alive that night. I just thought, we are made to sing together. We are made this is what we were made to do. And it, cool. it, there's so, it, God sang the world into being. Genesis 1 yeah. is in that, it, it's in the form of an archaic Hebrew poem. And you think wow. about it, there was morning, there was evening, and God said it was good. There was morning, there was evening, and God said it was good. There's like a chorus cool. and a refrain in that. And if God wow. created the world, why would he sing the earth? And why would Genesis 1 be like that? I yeah. think that it's because he created the whole world and every single one of us to sing the song of his goodness That's and cool. of his beauty, not just with our That's voices. Good. I think some people hear that and they're like, trust me, 
You do not want me to sing, to sing with our lives, to sing with our hearts, with our gifts and to reflect that beauty and that goodness. So I think there was something that was awakened in me. And then obviously, you know, there's all this stuff in Revelation that we'll be singing forever. Um, The first lines of the first words of the song, the first song recorded in scripture is Exodus. Miriam and Moses and all the women with the tambourines are saying the first line of the first song recorded in scripture is I will sing to the Lord. So there is all of this. There's 400 references to singing throughout scripture, I think. So somewhere around there. Um, Fact check me on that, but it's somewhere (laughs) in that. It's a lot. And so there is what, what we were singing two years ago, because we do this tradition now with my family, we gather neighbors and friends and pass out a bunch of instruments. It's a chaotic, joyful noise. That's cool. But um, we, we were singing re- rocks, hills and floods, rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy. You know, that repeat the sounding joy. And I was like, what does that even mean? I've sung this song for my whole life. And I'm like, I don't even know. What does it look like? What does it mean for us to repeat the sounding joy? And I love when you go back to the Christmas story, you have these angels singing. Don't be afraid. We have Mm -hmm. glad tidings of great joy that will be for all the people. And they're singing this this chorus of angels in the sky. And so it's really because of the Christmas story because God comes low down to this mm-hmm. earth. He sends angels, messengers to say, don't be afraid. I've got this. My heart yeah. isn't out to get you. It's out to draw you near. This is God moving into the neighborhood. It's Emmanuel, God with us. Mm-hmm. And so what does it, I think, I think repeat the sounding joy means to repeat that hope that we have because of the Christmas story with our lives, with our singing, with our acts of service, with our gifts, with our money, with our time. And so this book is really an invitation um, to to echo the song that the angels sang all those years ago on a real night in a real place to real people. These angels were singing in the sky. And so I hope that people will kind of gather with the ones that they love, like one to 92 and, and sing the songs of hope that we have because of Christmas. And also know, you know, the, the whole question of the book is what does joy sound like? I would love, I think I might know what joy sounds like to you. You were telling me a story before (laughs) of what joy sounds like to you, but what, what does it sound like? And what does it know? What does it look like if we stop to really listen, to hear the sounds of joy and the sounds of life and beauty that, yeah. God, that that are made all around us every day. That's so good. I love that so much. And I mean, as soon as you said it, before you even were uh, talking about the story I told, I immediately thought of Honey's voice. Like what I really thought of was every day when I get home from work, it is the best sound in the whole world to me right now. She squeals and runs around the corner every single day and gives me the most like massive hug. And it's just so cute. And she's gotten to the point now where when she sees anybody she loves, like it's like Christian's parents, my parents, uh, her cousins, it's just squeal of excitement and just like runs and hugs them. And I'm like, man, I, I need to work on my greeting for people because it, it, there's nothing that makes you feel more loved than honey's squeal and run <laughs> oh. to you with arms wide open. And so that that is definitely what Joy is sounding like at our home right now. But I love that I so love much, just that. that idea. And what a cool reminder of just the song throughout the whole bible the song of our life and that idea of um 
everything just being, I love how you said like the reason that it's like um, resounding joy is because it's like replaying the story of what has happened. And I think sometimes in life, when life is so hard or life gets really dark or like you talk about in canyons, there's some low moments. It's like, how can I have joy in this? But it's joy because of what's already been done. Joy because of what's already taken place. Joy because of what's already, uh, you know, marked over your life because of who God is. And so that's such a good reminder of like, you're not counted out of joy because you're having a hard day. Like You are not. Joy is for you too, right where you're at. It's there. It is, and almost Sadie, like you know, like an under, like an undercurrent, like a like a hidden reservoir underneath yeah. every painful, stressful day. There it's is good. this truth, this like shimmering truth that echoes beneath it that that you're held even there. I, I was it. just talking with um, my friend Jamie Ivy about angels and and how many times they appear in the yeah. Christmas story and. And the fact that they always, almost always people are terrified when they see angels and angels means like God there. I think it's translated like messenger. Yeah. And I love that, that the Christmas story is really in so many ways, God initiating relationship with us. Cool. Like, Hey, open lines of communication. And this I continues from the angels and they go to low people. Mary's like teen mom. From the wrong side of, yeah. of town, shepherds are like way low on the totem pole. Like God's not going to the the kings and the highest leaders and the influencers yeah. of the time. <laughs> you know, That's he's true. coming to the people on on the outskirts. He's coming true. to low, humble places. He's born in a barn. I mean, I, I'm sure you cannot imagine having this little baby when you no. do the whole childbirth thing. You're like, I cannot imagine the stress of that. Like no. how intense that that would be and then throw in Herod and and killing every firstborn boy. Oh my you know, god. Like this is like trauma. This is like refugee yeah. situation. Like it is and and God's like, yeah, I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send um the rescue of the whole world into wow. a very vulnerable neighborhood in a very vulnerable time. Wow. And watch this. And let me let me tell you, the angels are gonna tell you Zachariah, they're gonna tell you Mary, they're gonna tell you shepherds. They're going to tell you, Joseph, all Mm. these characters in the story. The first thing that they say is, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. We have, we have God's favor is on you. God's favor is here. And, and we see that in, in the person of Jesus. And so I think Christmas sometimes, I don't know. I mean, I love Christmas. It is like my favorite holiday. There's this like magic. I think the the kid kind of anticipation and wonder and joy reflects so much of what is in all of us, whether we're walking with Jesus or know anything about God's story or not. We all come like that story of the three-year-old. We all come from heaven. We all come from God's heart and our hearts long to go home to him. Yeah. Um, Music is built like this, Sadie, like um, in a key of music the whole structure of music is home, the key, and then you move away from home and you go back home. So even in a piece of music, you know, like Mary had a little lamb, Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb, Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as. And if you just end there, even if you don't, you're like, no, no, keep going, go back home. (laughs) Fleece was white as you're kind of leaning in snow. <laughs> you need to so go home. True. So even music in and of itself wow. reflects 
this story of the longing to go home, the longing wow. for, for hope. And so when kids get excited about Christmas, even if it's like the Santa story, it's reflecting something that's already in all of us wow. for, for this, for the biggest gift of all of this gift of salvation, this gift that we belong. Wow. That's just baked into every single human heart, cool. whether they know it's there or not. And so, so cool. um, I think as, as, I lean into the Christmas story and, and manage all of that. Um, there is even with the magic and the hullabaloo and all the activities, there is this really real sense that for a lot of people, there's a longing that happens at Christmas, whether it's, here's another year that's come around and you're like, I'm still single. Yeah. Or, or my life does not look, it's the end of the year that my life does not look like, I wanted to, I I'm still longing to have a child of my own. I'm still longing for this job to change. I'm longing for this relationship to be resolved or I have lost someone dear to me and I feel it, you know, at Christmas. And so I love that here in the Christmas story, even when we are in, like you're saying, Sadie, those low places Mm -hmm. in the Christmas story, we see it with all the angels. We see it with Jesus. God's like, I'll meet you there. I'm right there. Don't, don't be afraid. There, there will be joy. That's joy is awesome. here now and, and joy is coming again. This is That's not awesome. the end of the story. That's so cool. Gosh, I love that so much. I don't know if you've already done this, but you need to write a book for adults about like the connection between music and the Lord and home and all the things. Because as you love talk about that. music, because you know it so well, and I don't know music super well. I mean, I'm around it in a sense. Um, we started a worship team and I'm a part of writing, but I don't know the music side of it, you know? And so hearing you know something so well and it connects you straight to the heart of God, I'm like, I want to know more. I want to learn more of the connections of that because God is just in every detail of everything in life, right? And so when you get somebody who's an expert in an area of something, um, getting to hear what they've discovered about who God is in that field is just really cool. And so if you haven't done it, you should write a book on that. Locking it I away. I know you've already Locking said yes to a million things and you're a little busy right now, but I love that. And just thinking about what you just said, I, I remember this has always struck me. It's whenever uh, Jesus, it was whenever Mary and them went to the tomb right after Jesus had passed and they didn't, you know, obviously know that he wasn't going to be there. And this angel right. appears to him and he's like, he's no longer here go and tell everyone. And it says that they were afraid yet filled with joy. So they ran. And I love that so much because like there is this fear of like, whoa, there's a lot of gravity to what just happened. And we just saw an angel and this message that has come to us, but they were so filled with joy that their joy made them run and like go (laughs) and tell like everybody to like meet and gather and he's not there, like he's risen. And I just love that so much. They're afraid but filled with joy. And I think whenever it's okay to be, you know, afraid and in some sense of the gravity of where we're at in the world, I mean, God will tell you, don't be afraid because he has it, but there's a natural human reaction to be afraid sometimes. But when you let joy fill your heart because of the reality of the story of the gospel, like it causes you to run. It causes you to be excited. And so I just, I love that you said it because that's always stuck out to me. Um, And I love, love, love your uh, new Christmas album, Sing. I was literally listening to it this morning and I have been like total Thanksgiving mode because we had that party at our house last night. So I have it switched over. And so this morning, I'm like listening to the Christmas. I'm like, okay, I can get down with this. It's the time of the year. 
let's do it. Here we go. Full Christmas because I love Christmas too. It's my favorite time of the year. Um, and so it. I'm so excited and the music's awesome. You have to tell us just one thing that y'all are doing for Christmas because I love traditions. And so what's something in the Holcomb house that y'all do oh. for fun? Okay, well, we, obviously, Arnie mentioned the chili carol night. Like, we I gather people that. and we yes. sing the songs of Christmas. We make a joyful noise. Um, but Which, by I the way, say, I just have to say, if my family did that, it would be so comical because we do not have a musical bone in our body. <laughs> and so we would be offbeat singing to the Lord. I mean, jingle bells would go wrong. So I, I love that y'all do that. Well, Sadie, that's literally why I made the record. Cause I was like, people are not going to want to do this. Not everywhere is Nashville. So I was like, Hey, gather with your people. Turn this record on. I'll sing with you. And then we That's can do great. it together. We can lift our voices together. I love it. But there is for kids. And, and this is, you know, I'm on Instagram every Monday singing scripture. But it is the reason I started uh, Memory Monday to help people do scripture memory. Cool. Well, to help myself. It's not just other people. Hopefully it helps other people. Mainly it's for me and then for my kids to help cool. them tuck God's word in their heart. But there's something when we sing that it settles down in a deeper way. Cool. So anyway, that is my hope. But honestly, I, part of why I wrote this book was it is, there is so much fun and magic and wonder of Christmas. Like literally elf is my favorite movie <laughs> of all time. I love it so much. I love that. Um, and so, um, there's all this kind of like cultural fun and magic and wonder, but there's also magic and wonder in the Christmas story. I mean, there's angels and animals and babies and, and a star and these crazy guys who are on camels, like wandering through the desert on this adventure to see this King. And so, um, I, what I wanted to do was make a book that would tie both of those things together. I found myself with young kids and you're about to be here with honey, but with my kids, you know, they're absorbing a lot of what's happening around them. They're like, okay, Santa and elf on the shelf and all that. And I love all of that. But I was like, I'm also like, okay, so Santa brings gifts. Um, because, and because it's Jesus's birthday and he's the greatest <laughs> gift of all, like trying to meld the two stories somewhat. And so yeah. I wanted to have a book that would celebrate all, there's all that fun stuff and all the illustrations, hot chocolate and cookies and fires and trees and lights and ornaments. But then there's also this connection to this other magical story, That's like the most cool. beautiful story that I know. I and that. so one of the traditions that we've done to help um, you know, move our kids in that direction towards the wonder of that story is called the manger mission. You cool. could do this. You can order it on online, but you could do it with any nativity. And so on the first day of December, the kids, we put, we set everything up or usually right after Thanksgiving, we set everything up and every single night we take the wise men and we hide them in the furthest place away from the nativity. And so every single night, the kids move the wise men a little bit closer and hide them in another place and hide them in another spot. And then on Christmas morning, Sadie, usually the first, the first thing they know Santa's come and they're going to, they're excited about all the presents, but they're like, we have to put the wise men in front of baby Jesus. That's so, so cute. They run down and put the wise men right in front of baby Jesus. And so I it's been it. a really, that and the, um, the giving manger is another book that's been really beautiful and it's a book. And then it comes with this little, 
you know, wooden manger with pieces of straw and talks about how we can celebrate what God's given to us by, by serving and loving other people. So every time we do something kind for someone or for each other and our family, um, you say, Oh, I want to give you, that was a giving that that's reflecting who Jesus was. And so you give them a little piece of straw and they put it in a, in the manger and sort of make room um, for, for a space for the baby Jesus. And on Christmas morning, we put the baby Jesus in the giving manger. And so that has been, I think there's so much going on at Christmas and boss camp says, you know, I don't want a Christmas that I can hold. Oh no, no, sorry. She says, I don't want a Christmas that I can buy. I don't want a Christmas that I can make. I want a Christmas that I can hold and a Christmas that holds me, That's good. that remakes me, that wow. reminds me um, that I'm part of a bigger story than just here and now. That's good. And so I'm always looking for ways to point the kids from, to enjoy all the magic and the wonder, yeah. but to also sweep them up into this grand story that God's telling yeah. where he's making everything new. It's good. I love it so much. My mom reads us a Christmas story um, from a little children's book every year. And it has honestly become one of our favorite things. Uh, we all look forward to it. I have to say, we do kind of laugh at her because she has a pretty country accent sometimes. And the part <laughs> where it says like, oh, hell, the king. My mom one year was just getting sloppy with her accent. And she was like, all hell, the king is here. And my dad, of course, is like, all hell. And so that has definitely been a highlight. And so but it's funny and we laugh, but truly, like, we look forward to that reading every single year before we open presents. And it's just, like, been so sweet. And so I love that. And, and you can make that fun and there can be so much laughter around that, but also, like, the gravity of just reminding yourself why we're doing what we're doing and the heart of God in it. So I love that so much. Ellie, it is such a joy to have you on the podcast again. It's so easy to talk to you. And I know so many girls relate to uh, just so much of your story and you say things in such a relative, relatable, fun, and inspiring way. And so thank (laughs) Thank you you again for being on the podcast. For those out there, go follow her on Instagram. She does do the scripture every Monday, is it? Every Monday Mondays scripture to help memorize it. You can also go get her new children's book, Sounding Joy, and her new Christmas album, Sing. Go get it all. Um, She's an incredible follow. Thank you so much, friend, for being on. Thank you. I love you so much, friend. Love you too. Love y'all listening. You're loved.